The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, welcome back to the second season of Grace for My Home. I am so thankful to be back here with you guys after a two-month break. Uh, It was much needed, but I really missed you. I really missed coming every week and sharing with you guys. So I'm so glad to be back, and I hope that you are doing well. I hope that you've had a great summer. And just to kind of give you an idea of what's been going on here in our life, My oldest son, David, is turning 17 this week, so I just do not feel old enough to have a 17-year-old, but apparently I am, so um, we're planning some things for him, and also my middle son, Luke, he is into football, so this is his season as we're gearing up for football season. We've had one one game so far, and then we'll have another on Friday night. But he just loves football, which is one of the reasons that um, that he decided to go to public school last year because he wanted to play on the football team. My youngest son, Caleb, he turned 13 at the beginning of the summer. So now I have three teenagers, and he has been a huge help with the coffee shop that we started. And he he works in there. He knows the drinks. I have to keep asking him, Caleb, what goes in this? Caleb, how do we do that? He's just, he loves working there. I have to make him stay home some days. He loves it that much. But we are, um, but the coffee shop is doing great. I'm so thankful. You know, we just stepped out and did something that we felt like the Lord was leading us to do, but we really had no experience at all. And so we, we, we've had to depend on the Lord for everything. And he's been so faithful and it's really been a blessing. I think it's been a blessing to the community, certainly been a blessing to us and to our church. And I think it's given us opportunities to meet people that we otherwise would not have met. You know, some people will not come into a church. But they will come into a coffee shop and it's given us opportunities to, to love on people and just make friends. And so I'm so very thankful for the coffee shop and that it's going well. My husband, he just started his 12th year as an administrator in public school. He's a high school principal and he's the principal at the school where my two older boys are going to school now. 
and he's also the pastor of our church. So he is in the throes of things right now. He's very busy, but he, I'm going to tell you, the Lord has so blessed me um, with my husband, Michael. I'm so very thankful for him. He is a wonderful partner, a wonderful friend. So that's a little bit of what's going on around here. Um, I'm doing well, trying to, to wear all these hats, and I am so ready to get back into a routine. My youngest son, I still homeschool him, and we started back this week, and I didn't know how I was going to do it. I thought, how are we going to do this and run a coffee shop and, you know, and all these things. And, you know, just getting back in that groove, and it's not like it's not ideal, but just getting back in some kind of routine with him and his schoolwork has been a good thing for us. And so we're moving forward, you know, nothing stands still, right? But I wanted to just give you a little update on us and and what's going on in our lives and tell you that I have missed you guys. I've missed coming each week and sharing with you. And I am so thankful for my listeners. This past week, this past Saturday, I had three listeners who found me through this podcast and found our coffee shop and came and visited with me. Actually, there were three who were coming. One could not come, but we FaceTimed her. And they live about an hour from me. And I was so blessed. It was Tracy, Karen, and Melissa. And I was so blessed because they reached out to me and said, hey, we're coming to see you. We're coming to visit you. And I had never met them before. They had just heard, they just listened to my podcast. And we had a chance to sit down with a cup of coffee and get to know each other. I got to know about their kids and, you know, things that are going on in their lives. And I was so thankful. And they don't even know how much I needed that because I I wanted to start the cod, the, I wanted to start back with recording the podcast, but you know what? Life has been so crazy that I, I, I was struggling. And after meeting them and talking to them, I thought, I have got to do this, even if it's not perfect, you know, even if, you know, it's, it's not exactly the way I want it right now. And that is kind of leads me into what I wanted to talk with you guys about today. I wanted to talk with you today about how life does not have to be perfect to be good. You know, I struggle with perfection tendencies. Sometimes I want to do things, but being afraid that I can't do it well will keep me from stepping out and doing it. Years ago, I heard a quote by G.K. Chesterton, and it so spoke to me that it has become one of my mottos now. And he said, if a thing is worth doing, it's worth doing badly. And, you know, if you're like me, if you are anything like me, then the first time you hear that, that kind of that kind of is like it grates on you. It's like, no, no, that's not right. Um, you know, we always live by that motto, if a thing's worth doing, it's worth doing well. And when I heard that, it took me a while to see the wisdom in it. Because, you know, we are thinking, if I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to do it right. And that that's my personality. You know, I want to research it. I want to study it. I want to find other people who have done it. I want to learn from their mistakes so that when I do it, 
I can do it without a problem, without an, an issue. I want it to look like I've been doing it forever. And that's not how we learn. You know, we learn by making mistakes. Yes, we can learn from other people's mistakes. But if we have to do something perfect or have something exactly right before we get started, then a lot of times we'll never get started because we'll never get it perfect. And we know that. And I have been so guilty of that so many times. When I was starting on the journey of homeschooling, I had this desire to homeschool. And same thing, I studied everything, I read the books, I, I was talking to people, you know, how do you do this? How do you do that? But I remembered I got a little pamphlet from one of the the homeschool curriculums that we were using at that time. And it was like beginning homeschoolers. And, you know, and I was just reading through that pamphlet. And it said, you know, one of the tips that it gave was have your house clean and organized before you start. You know, let that be your goal is to have everything clean and organized so that when you start, that's one less thing you have to think about is cleaning, cleaning, is cleaning your home. Well, I remember trying, (laughs) and at the time, I think I had a five-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old, and I don't care how much I tried to clean and organize. It just wasn't happening. It was not going to stay that that way very long, and I could never get it that way, and I remember thinking one day, I've just got to start. You know, if I wait until everything's perfect, I'm never going to start because I'm never going to get this house clean and organized, (laughs) and Every year, every homeschool year that I'm reminded of that because it seems like every homeschool year I'm like, well, the house is not clean and organized, but we have to start. These kids have to learn and life isn't going to stop because everything's not in its place. and Everything's not perfect. You know, Can I get better? Absolutely. Do I like a clean house? I love a clean, organized house. But if I'm waiting for that to do the things that need to be done, then they may never happen. And we have to give ourselves permission sometimes to just jump in there. You know, just jump in there, even when things are not perfect. And enjoy the ride. You know, my my father was a perfectionist. He really, he wanted everything perfect, everything just so. And I tend to lean that way too. But it can wear you out because a lot of times we, when we're that way, we focus on things that are not that important and we let go of the things that are most important because we're thinking, well, I'll get to those important things as soon as I get, you know, all this groundwork laid. And what if you never do and you never get to the most important things because we want everything to look Just so, when I was teaching my middle son, Luke, to write his letters, we were doing handwriting at school, in our schoolwork. I remember I would put the model before him, right? I'd put a sheet of paper before him with an A on it. And I would tell him, okay, now you're going to copy this. You're going to make an A that looks like this. And I would do an example and ask him to copy my example. Well, we had so many tears over handwriting. And for some reason, it was just with him. 
My other kids didn't have this problem, but his A had to be so perfect. If there was any imperfection, then there was tears and we could not move on. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, we spent hours on handwriting. It got to the point that I avoided it. I, I got where I had to put it away for a long time. And then when I brought it back out, it was the same old thing. So I would put it at the end of the day, which is when nobody has any patience, including mama. But we really struggled with handwriting because it had to be perfect. And if it wasn't perfect, then it wasn't good enough. And there were tears, his tears and my tears. We all were, it was, we were all crying by the end of the day. And I often think about that. And I think, you know, things do not have to be perfect to be good. There's a scripture in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 11.4. In the Amplified Bible, it reads like this. He who watches the wind, waiting for all conditions to be perfect, will not sow. And he who looks at the clouds will not reap a harvest. See, if we're constantly looking for perfect conditions, then we'll never do the work. And we'll be frustrated in the meantime. And it's hard to be thankful when you're frustrated because you feel like you're on, you're stuck. You know, you're stuck. I'm not moving forward. And guys, we are our best when we're growing. We are happier when we're making forward progress, when we see that, you know, we're, we're overcoming obstacles and we're growing in the process and we're becoming the people that we were created to be. That is where life is. And life is often messy. And when we can stop expecting or waiting for it to be perfect or easy, for some reason, it gets easier. I've never understood that. Now, there's been times in my life where it just felt like everything was so hard. You know, it just felt like surely everybody's life is not as hard as this. And it, it just every, everything seemed hard. And then I would have, you know, one of those, you know, we call them in the South, a come to Jesus moment where I literally come to Jesus and, and just poured out my heart and said, you know, this just, I don't like any of this. And he had to remind me, you know, I didn't, you know, just because you're having, just because things are hard doesn't mean that they're not good. Maybe this is just how life is. Maybe life is just hard. And when I would finally say, okay, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy you. I'm going to enjoy these children. I'm going to enjoy this husband, even when it's hard. And I'm not going to wait until it's not hard to enjoy this. Then for some reason, things seem to get easier. They weren't any easier. I still had the same number of things to do, the same struggles. But when our expectation lines up with reality, when we realize this, that's not, not some, when we realize that this isn't some strange thing that has happened to me, that, you know, God has put things in front of me for me to learn how to climb over, for me to learn how to conquer, for me to learn how to grow and to get stronger in those things so that I can help other people who are also struggled, who also struggle in those things. Then 
it's like the shine, it's like the sun shines on you and you're like, Oh, I get it. And those things don't seem so hard or at least they don't seem so permanent. And it, it's like they don't win. It's like they don't win. You know, that does not win. Yes, that's hard. I don't like that. I wish I could change it. But you know what? It doesn't win. Jesus wins. And when I'm in him, he gives me the victory. And maybe I can't see the victory right now. Maybe I don't feel the victory right now. You know, maybe everything looks yucky right now. But I am in him and he is in me and we're going through this. You know, when Jesus was in the boat with the disciples and he said, hey, we're going to the other side. We're going to the other side of this lake. And it says that he went down and went to sleep. You know, he was asleep and the storm raged and the disciples went and shook him and woke him up and said, don't you care? Don't you care that we perish? You know, our life is just crazy. It just feels like, you know, we're tossed to and fro and we're about to to we're about to be destroyed. Jesus, don't you care? And he rebuked the wind and he rebuked the waves and there was peace and he said, "Why why did you doubt? I said we were going over and we're going over." And he has a plan. You know, even when all we see is the wind and the wave and the storms, he has a plan. And guys, the longer that we walk with him, the more we trust the plan. Because the more we trust him, the more we see him. You know, the trials that we faced 10 years ago, five years ago, two days ago, they have made us stronger. And as we grow in those trials, as we grow in grace, as we grow in wisdom, we grow in faith and trust in Him. And the trials don't seem, the same trials don't seem quite so hard. Now, new trials come and they seem pretty hard. But now I have a track record. I see where He's been faithful. You know, we need a good memory because we need to remember how many times he has come through for us, how many times he's been faithful, and we need to remember what he has done in us. And that gives us hope for tomorrow. It gives us hope for our current trial that seems like it's going to overtake us, right? But it's not because he's going to show us the way. And guys, I know it's hard. I don't want to make it sound like, oh, life is so wonderful. Life is wonderful, but it's not easy. And things don't have to be perfect to be good. Have you noticed in the Bible, it keeps saying, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful. Why? Because he knows we need constant reminders. Because when things aren't perfect, when things don't feel and look like we think they should or like we want them to, it's very easy for us to fall into the woe is me mentality. That's a drain. It's like a drain that just sucks the life out of us. But when we can remember that even though things are not lined up exactly right right now, I can still be thankful. I can still praise the Lord. I can still trust Him. Then it gives us hope in that moment that we need it. And guys, God has a good plan for you. 
and the trials that you're going through right now, the hard things that you wish were different, trust him in them. Now, he may be doing something new inside of you. There's a, there, there's a song that years ago used to play on Christian stations. I don't even know if it plays anymore, but it says sometimes he calms the storm and sometimes he calms his child. You know, I wish Jesus would just come in and calm the storm, but sometimes he comes and calms us and says, and says to us, listen, I'm here. Things are raging, but I'm here. So you don't have to be afraid. I hope that this has been a blessing to you. I hope it's been an encouragement to you. And thank you for listening. Thank you for reaching out to me and just letting me know that you're listening. That's so encouraging for me. You know, these this group of ladies that came and spent time with me last Saturday, they prayed for me before they left. And only the Lord knows how much I needed that. Because that's what we do. You know, we're here to encourage, to help, to build up each other. That's what the body does. It's what the body of Christ does. You know, guys, I hope this has been an encouragement to you today. I hope that it's been a blessing and that it will give you good things to think about this week. And before you go, I'd like to pray for you. Father, I thank you for my friends that are fighting the good fight this week, that are believing for good things even when they can't see them, and that have those who have, and they have put their trust in you, and I thank you that you're not going to let them down. And I pray, Lord God, right now that their faith would not fail, that they would be stronger, and that there would be a hope in them. I ask you, Lord, just to send them a special blessing this week, something that says, hey, I'm here. I'm listening to your prayers, and I'm working on your behalf. And I pray, Lord God, that you would give them eyes to see you in the everyday things that we often miss. And Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your for your concern for us. And we thank you, Lord God, that as we serve you, that, Lord God, you're showing us the way. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.